At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. This is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people in the state of Minnesota doing cool things. If you like this podcast or you're a regular listener, if you could give us a rating of five on your favorite uh, iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is that you find your podcast, that is great because it helps other people find this podcast. We are a regional podcast, so it's always a little more challenging to build audience, but um, for those of you that listen every week and give us feedback, we really appreciate it. You can find Makers of Minnesota on Instagram at Makers of MN. You can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook. And today I am pleased to be with Jordan Frank Shannon, who is in business with his wife, Crystal, on a business that's called Van Gogh Auto. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Stephanie. So I first ran across um, your business. Well, actually, two reasons. One is... You opened on West 7th Street in kind of a strange part of Highland Park that I used to live by. And I was like, oh, Van Gogh Auto, like, what is that? And I would always see Volkswagen campers in your parking lot and think, oh, that's so cool. Then I ran across you at the Stone Arch Festival this summer. You guys had a camper out there and you have this business where you refurbish these campers and then rent them out. Yeah, we do. We totally do. It is... um. It is so much fun. Um, we we basically get these camper vans, and we specifically focus in on Volkswagen Vanagons. Uh, yeah, specifically. Is that like how you say it? Vanagon. Vanagon. Yeah, and I think, okay. I think there's a couple different ways that people say it. If you go out west, it's Vanagon. Yeah. And I just happened to catch on with Vanagon. Okay. So, um, but yeah, we we've gathered these Vanagons, and we have five of them, and we've gone through them front to back. And outfitted them with all the sorts of gear. So you get your cook, your camp, and your sleep gear. And um, it's just a really great way to allow people to get out of town and disconnect and have some fun. And I love cars. I love taking care of people. I love yeah. giving people this opportunity to do this. And uh, we're in it. And uh, Did you go in these campers as a kid? Or how did you get introduced to this brand? Um, so I got out of tech school uh, in the... Uh, early 2000s okay. and uh, started working in a shop in St. Louis Park and our focus was German cars. Okay. And um, we worked on a few there. Yeah. And, um, and then I also have a good friend that lived directly behind there and he has his own 85 camper van. And um, he gave, you know, I had the opportunity to go and uh, do a few trips with him yeah. and fell in love with it. And then um, other jobs presented kind of the same sort of thing. Lots of work around these vans and, um, you know, we just had this opportunity to do it as well, and we're just introducing it in a little bit of a different way in the Midwest. So 
the history of these vans is pretty storied. I mean, all over Europe, they have different types of these vans and they sell and Europeans are known for camping all over. And then in the 70s, of course, there were a lot of these vans and people were living in them and the summer of free love and whatever. But then like lately... There isn't a lot of these, and I just don't get it. Who doesn't want to get a camper van and go away for a weekend or a week with their family? Why do you think in the United States is aren't, aren't as popular as in Europe? Well, I think part of it is um, part of it's the culture. So yep. there's just much more of an embedded culture in that part of the world where. Uh, this idea of being in a small space, it's a little bit more confined and you have to be a little bit more organized and tidy. And I don't, maybe we're not like that very well. Yeah. Very and much the adventureness. And, and maybe it's because America's so vast, right? Yeah. So in Europe, you can get to another country in a day of driving. And maybe it's that. But I just, I've always, my husband has had vans and really fell in love with them. And we always talk about getting one and we don't because we have cabin. Mm-hmm. And if you have a cabin, you know, you're pretty 16 weeks out of the year doing that. And then it's like, what? when would we have time for this other stuff? But it's a really awesome little lifestyle. It is. It's really cool. And and I think it's catching on more here in, in the States. I mean, there's a huge culture in the West Coast of this van, van life. life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag van life. Oh, yeah. I follow it on Instagram. Totally. And so... <laughs> You've got lots of companies that are coming on board and doing all sorts of different van conversions. And um, certainly there's many companies that do the Volkswagen Vanagon rental as well. Um, And that's, you know, that's kind of where we started to is connecting with all these different rental companies to see what's the best option out there and and how to do this. And is it hard for you to find vans to refurbish? It is. Yeah. Is that like the biggest challenge? I think the I think that's one of the certainly the biggest challenges. I mean, part of it is, is, um, you know, what condition are they in? Right. We want a good body on the vehicle or else we're going to just chase the car. It's whole life that we have it with trying to make it look nice. Yep. Um, and they're hard to find in the Midwest. So we've actually have purchased all of our vans out on the West coast and, uh, been, been pretty, um, detailed on what our needs are. Yep. Um, because I think in the big picture, it saves you. If you get a good solid van, but yeah, they're, they're hard to find and they're harder to find around here. So we've kind of, uh, we've been looking elsewhere. And do you strip them all down then and refurbish them based on your specifications or what do you do with them once you get them? I think, um, we're going through them mechanically. We're replacing engines and transmissions and redoing all of the suspension and fuel system and really going in through the, going through them in a detailed manner just to make sure they're reliable and everything's functioning and so forth. Um, the big, you know, the kicker about it is it was that we have age that comes about with these vehicles and that always can change things in one direction or another, just dealing with the age and the, and, and um, the an- antiquity part of it, more yep. or less of, of these vans. Um, but you know, it's, it's working. It's really great. And uh, people are loving it. What do you and, do to the um, insides of them? Do you let so them we, sort of be in their natural state or do 100%. you reupholster? What do you do? Well, we, we get them in the most original condition that we can in the best condition. And we leave them for the most part as is other than uh, restoring them mechanically. Mm-hmm. We tr- we've uh, really 
worked hard at finding ones that do not need lots of body work or a paint job. Yeah. So we're not having to go in and do a full refurbish, which, you know, they're just so expensive to do that. It's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, um, so basically what we've done is left them stock and then we've gone in and put in all sorts of different amenities. So we've upgraded the fridge and we've installed an auxiliary battery system and we have installed, um, uh, a power inverter so right. you can use different devices on the vehicle without having to worry about killing the main battery that right. starts the engine. And um, there's a sink and a two-burner stove. And then we've outfitted it with really great products that allow people to camp with ease and everything's at hand. And we've done two-inch memory foam mattress toppers yeah. on all of the beds. And so trying to make it a unique experience, um, but not overdoing it. Generally, what does it cost for a night? So it's it depends on the season. We have a high and a low season, one seventy five to one eighty five a day, and uh, it is a three day minimum. Yep. So you're you're about five fifty for three days. Okay. And uh, you know it, and like I said, it comes with all your cook, camp, and sleep care. And let's talk about is it seasonal? I mean, because you can't really rent them out in the winter here, can you? We are seasonal, uh, May through October, through the end of October. Um, we choose that just due to the fact of their, um, the nature of the vans. Uh, they're not very friendly in the snow. And they don't stay heated very well, I've stay, heard. Yeah. yeah, they're not great with, with uh, containing the heat. Yep. So it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for winter camping. So then as a business person, do you get to take like October through May off? Or do you then work on your business plan? And So we are also a full service auto repair shop. Okay. I did and not so, know that. Not only are we doing uh, Vanagon rental, we're also specializing in Vanagon repair and service and really trying to meet anybody's uh, needs as far as what they want in their van, trying to um, try to figure out what are people's goals, what do they want to, do they want to travel around the country and that yeah. sort of stuff. And then you retrofit it a little different yeah, way. we just set it up however a customer wants. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Are there a lot of these in the state of Minnesota to work on? I see them in your parking yeah. lot all the time. It's crazy. They they literally come out of the woodwork. <laughs> and so I see a ton of them. And um, I'm seeing more and more. And we also have had many vans come in from Washington State, Canada, yep. California. So we've been uh, we've been feeling blessed to see so many vans. Because cool. you are becoming known now as the guy that knows how to work with this type of vehicle. I think so. Cool. Yeah. Specifically in the Midwest, I think we're the van shop. Where do you, um, when you first bought your first van, like did you save up money or how did you fund your business? Was it on credit cards? <sighs> it was um, family. Uh, we definitely had lots of support from family. Yeah. It was our life savings. Okay. It was credit cards. Yep. It was um, selling our first van. We had an 82 van, so I sold that. Um, I sold my car. Um, wow. We did, we did whatever we could. And do you, you and your wife are in the business together. We are. Do you remember, like for us, because I was in business with my husband, and we agreed we were going to put, you know, $50,000 was our number to start. And then it wasn't going at 50000 and we needed really probably a hundred more. And 
he was not comfortable, you know, risking the nest egg. And I was really uncomfortable. So then we got into this weird space where he was spending money that I didn't necessarily know about. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, was so sure that he could make this thing go, but he was so close all the time. And it kind of blew up actually right before Christmas one year when I realized we didn't have any money. And we, you know, were able to reframe and refinance and do some stuff. But, you know, at that point, your family's invested in it, your spouse. Like, do you ever, did you ever have kind of anxiety about the investment? And tell me about that. Oh, certainly. Um, I think I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So there's always been the drive to just go and, yep. and, and persevere and push forward and, uh, think it's important to follow your dreams. Yep. Um, so that was always kind of the, the, the point that that's what allowed me to move forward. Um, did I have anxiety about it? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Through this whole process. I think, um, especially when you're doing this for the first time and you're really putting everything on the line, mm-hmm. you know, we have a two year old daughter. Yep. Um, my wife quit her job. I quit my job. We, we basically put it all on the line. Yep. Um, so there's anxiety that comes with that, but I have found that, um, through persistence and perseverance and just, um, working hard that if a door closes, another door typically will open. And I think that's really how we rode the wave. Yeah. And having some faith that that other door is going to open. Totally. And because to be honest with you, when we first set out on this adventure, we really, had no idea what we were getting into. Yeah, you never do. You don't. You try to plan for it. You try to budget. You think you're, but it just, you never know. And so budgeting and, uh, you know, we came into this with, so we had our daughter in July. We quit our jobs in August. (laughs) We said we're going to do a business in September. Yep. We did a trip around the U.S. on the West Coast uh, visiting rental companies for uh, a month. Yeah, we came back and we said we're going to do this, but how? And so we had three brokers, zero showings in a year, and then finally, um, my wife gave me a, a a piece of paper with these shops listed out on on the paper of just go and check them out. And so that morning, I went out, knocked on this guy's door, and said, "Are you interested in selling?" And uh, he was ecstatic and said yes. And kind of the rest is history. And that is a really unique location because there's a lot of visibility. A lot of cars drive by it, mm -hmm. but it's in a good neighborhood and it feels like a neighborhood business. Um, Yeah, but it's also easy to get to. It's fairly close to the airport. Mm -hmm. We feel really blessed. Um, Sometimes we sit back and we're like, how did this all come together? (laughs) Yeah, and it just kind of does. You know, like I said in the beginning, it's in the very beginning, we were, we didn't have a clue what we were getting into, you know? What do you think, um, can you remember like the lowest low? Yeah. Um, actually the night before I ran into this shop that, uh, became our shop and, um, we actually had, I guess you could call it another, uh, shop on the, on the line. Uh huh. And we've been talking with them for months and felt like things were going to move forward. And that previous day, we basically, Got the, hey, you know, not going to happen. I'm not going to sell for quite some time. So, you know, good luck. And at that point, we were so far down the line with no resolve um, that we thought, well, we're going to certainly have to start looking for a nine to five job. Right. 
And at that point, we had purchased fans, purchased parts. We had a website. We did a crowdfunding campaign. We made all these promises. We created our image, our name. We did A to Z without even a location. Uh, just banking on that we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And we did. Oh, that just gives me anxiety hearing you talk about it. It's stressful. Yeah, um, yeah. it was. Um, there were some moments that were pretty stressful, <laughs> but also moments of uh, fun and joy. Yeah, because yeah. you're in a fun business. Well, people we're doing what we're, we're doing what we dreamed of. Yeah, I and mean, people we're... are coming to you, and you are making their dreams of having these vans yeah. that can travel with their family and have all these adventures, like. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm a big traveler. I didn't travel a lot as a kid. We just, you know, some families just piled everybody into the truckster and did it that way. And we didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, traveling just changes you so much as a person to just realize that you're not alone in this vast space of the world and that everybody, everywhere you go, everybody's kind of like you, but then they're doing different things. And it's just, it's amazing. And nature. It's fun. I mean, nature, just nature itself. Well, you. Well, when we're stuck in the city from day to day, we we um, often forget about all the stuff that's going on around us, and nature's a big part of it. Yeah, and uh, I think it helps us get a little more centered. And um, this is just a great avenue to do it. Well, I'm going to rent a camper from you next year. Uh, cool. Not till next year, though. Sorry, because it's, it's almost okay. winter. Um, I'm going to Yosemite, and we've been camping in these um, minivans. <laughs> that are essentially just like what you have, but it's a minivan, so it's not as cool as a van again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's been kind of fun. We've This is our second trip we're taking where we just rent a minivan in Las Vegas that's tricked out with camping equipment. and Super cool. Sometimes we camp. Sometimes we stay at a hotel, and, you know, they're inexpensive enough that we can kind of just make the plan as we go, but... Um, I know someone that rented one of your vans and went up to Bayfield and they just had a blast. Cool. Thank you for being here. And um, thank you for having me. Where do you want to direct people to find out more information and to book? Because we're kind of, we're going to be releasing this right about at the end of your season, but I want, can people start getting reservations for next year? Yeah, right away. Uh, We have a a website with a um, a booking component to it. So you can look at our calendar and see what's available. Um, that's a perfect way to do it is go to our website. It's vangoautomotive.com and, um, Facebook, Instagram. We're kind of all over the place. All right. Well, I love it. Thank you for coming in and talking with me. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. In the base itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. 
Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.